Tuesday. I'm still sporting my different toques because it is so cold and I am just a wimp. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Antwi. Uh, we are doing all things the family Chantel looking for trouble. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping first. Crystal! Hey girl, hey! So it's Crystal's birthday. Happy birthday, Crystal. We love you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Crystal OG. Happy birthday to you. And many more. And many more. We're so happy that you're part of our family. Happy birthday. I hope you had a an amazing day, Crystal. We love you here, and uh, we are celebrating you. I have a little bit of a drink. Salut, my friend. Cheers to you. And I will say this, Crystal, you've helped this brand so very much, down to the platform that we were on, supporting our Patreon from day one, uh, coming to all of our parties, all the things. I just really, truly appreciate you keeping some of my secrets that I can't tell anyone else. And so we appreciate you. We love you. And we hope you had a very, very special birthday. Um, Midwife Crystal, delivering babies left, right, and center. Hit her up for all of your baby needs. (laughs) Hey, C. Cruz. Okay, we're going to do some housekeeping now that uh, I've done my little singing routine. Support the show wherever you're watching the show. If you can hit that thumbs up, that'd be great. Uh, Shout out C. Cruz. Uh, I see Lydia, I see Radella, I see Better Days in the live chat uh, with you, you girls. You know, these shows wouldn't be possible. So Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Trina, Jennifer, Sherry, Lillian, Sydney, Mia, Radella, Linda, Brianna, Crystal, Amanda Times 2, Dr. Jalisa, Angela, C. Cruz, Megan, Marianne, Janice, Debbie, Cassandra, Julie, Judy, Judy. Beth, Christina, Betsy, Geek Girl, Carly, Elizabeth, Ebony, Donna over at Anchor FM. And I thought I saw uh, Nicole uh, say something on YouTube. So I'm going to verify that. But Nicole, I think I have to give you a shout out too. So welcome, you guys. So happy you guys are part of our Patreon family. We are bringing you all the good things over there. And uh, yeah, not all the baby needs. Well, kind of all the baby needs, Crystal, really, really. One day, if I ever find the special one, you will be delivering my baby. We'll be that close. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the family, Chantel, because the drama is for real, and I'm here for it, you guys. I just love this show. It, it makes me happy, even when I'm feeling blue. So uh, Chantel and Karen, and I have to say this as per usual, Chantel is her mother's clone. Like, Chantel in 20 years will be Karen. Um, But they're going to go to Karen's doctor 
disappointment. We find out in this episode that Karen doesn't drive. She hasn't driven since the late 80s. Some of us were not even born yet. Um, but, you know, she says that she hasn't consistently drove since the late 80s. She's more of a backseat driver, and she loves it that way. She chooses not to drive. Um, and her favorite, her famous quote, because I, I literally watched the show for Karen's quotes. She says, I end up anywhere and everywhere, anywhere I want to be, I am. I love her. So she's like, I have enough cars around me. I have enough drivers around me. I do not need to drive. And so people take me where I need to be. And I get there when I get there and how I get there, I'm there. Um, so they're driving to her doctor's appointment. Chantelle tells her mom that she met with Winter about jaw and, you know, Winter thinks that Ja is going to propose again, not soon, not sure when, but very, very soon. And Chantel is not here for it at all. She's like, you know, if you have history with someone, doesn't mean you have to marry them, uh, which is, I mean, it's a good point, right? She's been with Ja for like seven years and they've had their ups and downs, but you know, I don't know if Chantel is one to speak because Chantel has her own problems in her own marriage. So I just know that I keep saying that she's just happy that the heat is off of her. And so she's just like, mm, let me just stir up as much drama as I can. So the the heat is not on us anymore. Um, she's like, how can you trust uh, he'll do what he says? How can you believe him? How do you want to marry him? She really doesn't like him. She really doesn't want Winter to be with him. And she is almost doing everything in her power low key to sabotage that relationship. Um, and then they get, they come with this song and the song is hilarious to me. They're like, okay, let me get my beat. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Counseling, what? Because you've been with my sister for too damn long. She ain't that bitch. Da da da. I died. You guys, I died of laughter. I'm dying of laughter right now. Hilarious. Hey, living life. You came up with that little rap in two seconds and Chantel and Karen were both involved in it. That's how I know you two are like twinsies. Hilarious. Um, so Chantel thinks like, why bother going to counseling? You guys have been together for seven years. He hasn't changed in the seven years. Why would he change now? Which I don't believe. I think that counseling can help you at any point in your relationship. If you guys are both open and willing to do those things, if you are, are wanting to make your relationship better, you can make your relationship better at any part. It can be seven months, seven years, or 27 years. You can go to counseling at any point. So I don't agree with Chantel there. I think that if you feel like you can benefit from it, then you should absolutely do it. So Chantel just thinks that they already have way too many issues, that counseling is not going to help them. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know if she's one to talk, right? Like she's been able to work through her relationship and her issues with Pedro. And I mean, she still has issues with his family, so I don't know. She might want to stay in her own lane there. I'm not sure. But Mama Karen says they need to iron out their issues before they get married. Because if it's if they're going to get married and walk down the aisle, it's like walking down the aisle with a bag full of shh junk. I love Karen. I love Karen. 
All right. So then you guys, and I'm so sad about this, to be honest, because I just know his feelings are hurt. So then we see River and River tells us that he's met Megan, uh, who's his new girl for the past few months. And we find out that Megan's 28, y'all. Now, I am definitely not a good judge of age. Like, I don't know anyone's age. I don't ask anyone's age because I just can't tell any anymore. Sometimes, like, 16 looks like 32 to me. 32 looks like 22. Like, I can't tell. 70 looks like 50. I can't tell people's age anymore. But I was shocked to find out that Megan was 28 because I honestly thought she was in her 40s. And uh, we talked about her... Um, on Patreon, you guys, last week. So you guys have seen pictures. And if you haven't seen pictures, hit up that Patreon or check out our Melanated Way page. But, um, oh, wait, Crystal, is your mom in the chat for real? Karen Wilkins. Where do I see Karen Wilkins? What up, Karen Wilkins, Mama, Crystal? I don't see it, but hey. Uh, Better Days says, I assume she was in her 30s. Did you? Like, I thought at least, okay, Better Days, I thought at least mid-30s. Like, 28? She, like, she's 28. Julia's 28. I don't know. I don't know. I thought she was way older. Actually, I thought she was, like, way older than that um but look at him and you guys we had him a couple of weeks ago on the opening of our show and he's really happy and i feel bad for him because he's <laughs> crystal said that's a hard 28 uh because he was really happy it's the first time he's bringing a girl home first time he wants to introduce a girl to his family you know, he's only 23 years old, so he's all in his feelings, probably like his first real, you know, love interest that's going to be like his woman. And I feel really bad for him because, you know, he's in his feelings, 100% in his feelings. And this girl's kind of like, yeah, we're casually dating. And then we find out Megan's a model singer. And I already have my theories on Megan already. I don't think that she's in this for the right reasons, unfortunately. And I feel like this episode proved my theory, you guys, from last Friday. And it just proved it. Like, you've been with this dude for, what, two months? And yeah, you guys have been in group settings and you live four hours away, all the things. Woo, woo, woo. You can tell me all the excuses in the world, but... You ain't kissed him on the lips yet, but you're on national TV. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Megan's in it for the right reasons. So she's a model singer. Um, he's never uh, got this really deep in a relationship with a girl before. So like I said, this is probably like his first real type of relationship they met through mutual friends um he feels like she's funny which he's told us here on the melanated way that that's what he like he likes someone that's funny someone doesn't have to be super into music but someone that has like easy conversation 
good to like nice to look at is funny all the things those are some of the things that he looks for um but they've been talking for a couple of months and he doesn't think that their age difference which is not really a big deal 23 and 28 although she looks way older than 28 i'm just i keep saying that because i just can't believe it uh, but he references his brother royal who's 32 and Anjanette's 25 so he doesn't really think that age is a thing and if you guys remember from our one year anniversary party, he told us all this this stuff. He's like, age is just a number. He doesn't really care about age uh, as long as there's a connection. So we find out that Megan lives in Savannah um, and he just really feels like make, meeting her is a dream come true. And Megan's originally from Kentucky, but pursuing her modeling slash singing in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, what are y'all saying? Uh, Crystal says, they aren't even calling each other girlfriend or boyfriend, but the show is. Well, Crystal, it's because of everything that we talked about on Friday. Um, that's why. And all I'll say is if you go to River Social Media and check out what's been going on over there, as of late, I can see why they're not saying boyfriend, girlfriend. All right. So uh, they're going on, their, on a date. They're going skydiving for this little date. And River's kind of freaking out because he, he's a little nervous about skydiving. And Megan's kind of like chill about it. Now, here's the thing, you guys, that I thought was so crazy. Megan, to me, her voice was tripping me out. I was like, what accent is this? She absolutely reminded me of Nicole, not even just with looks because she's like blonde hair, but the, her inflections and her diction sounded exactly like Nicole from Love After Lockup. I kept looking at her like, what's happening right now? Like, all I kept thinking was Nicole. She sounded exactly like Nicole, y'all. Exactly like Nicole. And I was like, that is not a good sign. It was not a good sign at all. I was like, oh, that. It's a thing. So we find out that Megan, um, you know, she's from, from Kentucky, but she's definitely picking up that Southern accent. I don't even know if it's really a true Southern accent, but whatever it is, Nicole does the same thing. Like they just, like, they have the same, I don't know, je ne sais quoi. They have the same vibe. That's what it is. They're the same vibe to me. Um, we find out that Megan, uh, 28, has a son, she's a single mom, and you know, she wants to know what's happening with the family because she knows that the family wants to meet her. Is River open about it? River's never brought any girl home ever. Uh, and you know, he doesn't know how they're gonna react, and she doesn't know how they're gonna react. And listen, y'all, go ahead and bring her home because Mama Karen will get to the bottom of this. Because I had five seconds with her, and I was like, oh no. This is all about the clout chasing. No bueno. This girl is, is like, hey, wine me and dine me. It's almost exactly like Nicole. Wine me and dine me. I'm not going to show you any type of affection. I'll show you a little attention, but go ahead and wine me and dine me. That's all that's going to happen here. And if I can get a little clout out of this, so be it. If I can get a little money out of you, so be it. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not good. That's not nice. No one wants to feel used like that. It's terrible, actually, to be honest. So 
they have that whole conversation. She's worried that she's older. She's a mom. So she knows that Mama Karen's going to have some questions. Yeah, she's going to have the questions. We have questions too. Um, hey, Vanessa. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, so we have questions. I, what's your feeling, y'all? Y'all are watching. What are you feeling? Do you think that she's in it for the right reasons? Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the live chat. But the vibe that I'm getting is nah. Like, no. Nah. So River says, you know, he's going to introduce her when he feels like the time is right. They say their goodbyes. There's no kiss goodbye. We find out that they haven't kissed yet at all. And the producers ask River if he's playing hard to get. And then this warmed my heart, too. He's like, no, you know, I'm, I'm letting the girl come to me. And then the producer's like, do you feel or like, are you shy? And I do think that he is, you guys. We've seen him on the show quite often. He's he, He's got a great personality and he's very funny. But I do think he's a little shy with the ladies. What do you guys think? Uh, <laughs> Geek Girl says, I'm thinking he drove four hours, died for an hour or so, and no dinner or anything, then another four hours back? LOL. And Vanessa says, nah, she's in it for the exposure. And Patty says, you think she's that bad? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I I don't think she's a bad person. I think that she's an opportunistic person. And I think that she's using this exposure for her own benefit. Do I think that she's into River the way River's into him? No. And you got to remember, he's young, you guys. Think about when you're 23 and you meet someone that you're totally into. It's a whole vibe and you're totally into it. And I think it's I think it's uh, it's going to break his heart is what I, I think. Um, and yes, loving life. I think he is a little shy. And, you know, like he keeps saying, this is like his first real kind of relationship. So he's having to work through that as well. So then we go to the DR and we see Nicole and Nicole's got her new boobs. Now, I don't know enough about plastic surgery. What I will say is I think that she got a good size for her body frame because she's little, but I don't know if it was like, cause they were brand new. And I've heard this before that when, when you get the implants, it takes like a few months for them to settle and like drop properly in your body. Cause to me, they looked a little too, I don't know. Like they looked weird to me. Like they were, you ever see those implants that are separate, but together. And it's like, wait, what's happening here? Like they look separate, but they also look like they were connected. Like any of you women have those bras that are like seamless. And so there's no seam here. So the two cups are like together. That's what it reminded me of. And it was really weird to me. I thought the size was good, but I thought like the shape was weird. And I was like, well, maybe they haven't like dropped. And it's not dropped. I know that's not the technical term, but like settled into her body yet. Yeah. So uh, Better Day says, I have implants. They do take a few months to drop. So that's what I mean. Like, I don't think that they've settled into her body yet. So it was a little weird to me. But I, I think that, that that's probably wise that she just got it done. Uh, but Karima, her friend, says that they look great. Her mom says they look great. Uh, mom says that she should 
be also looking for another boyfriend with better qualities because she looks so great and she doesn't need to be with Alejandro because Alejandro is like lame. We also find out that Nicole took her braces off. So she's a whole new woman, new braces or no braces, new boobs. She's like feeling herself. And I'm all about that. You guys, whatever makes you feel beautiful, whatever makes you feel confident. I'm all about that. And I was like, good on her. What I didn't know that I thought was interesting is that in the Dominican Republic, and we see this a lot on all of like the 90 day shows and the spinoffs, a lot of the girls have this, these braces. We saw it with Brittany, Karima has braces, Winter has braces, Nicole had braces. Like we see the braces a lot. What I didn't know is that in the Dominican Republic, if you have braces is a sign of uh, affluence, like you have money. It's weird to me. So do people keep their braces on longer to show that they have money? Is, is, or do people get braces, even though they don't really need braces, but they kind of need braces, but they don't really need them. And then they get them because they want to show that they have money. It's like, it's such a weird thing. But I didn't know that was a thing in the DR. And maybe it's just a thing in general, but apparently if you have braces, it's a sign that you have money. So she got her braces off. Her bestie Karima was a little bit offended because Karima and her got braces at the same time and they were kind of going through their journey together. And I guess Nicole didn't tell her that she got her braces off. So she was a little offended, but she gets it because Nicole's on her own little journey as well. And I, I thought that that was weird too. I was like, yeah, okay. You guys can be on the journey together, but you don't have the same teeth. You know, like you're going to get your braces off at different times because your teeth are going to settle at different times. Very weird. Um, then they start talking about Alejandro and Karima thinks he's selfish. And Nicole is like, yeah, he's a little bit of a chauvinist. You know, he thinks women are below men. And, you know, I could go off on a whole tangent about that, but I'm not going to. Uh, and then Nicole tells Karima that Pedro's going to New York to renew his passport and also to see Alejandro. And Karima thinks that that's a terrible idea. And I'm still shocked from the trailer to find out that Nicole tells everyone that Karima and Pedro slept together. Like, I'm waiting for that episode, you guys. <laughs> Krista says, in the U.S., it's a sign you don't have the money to get them things off. Facts. Um, and so, I don't know, you guys. I don't know how I feel about this whole Alejandro thing. Like, on the one hand, I don't, I, I don't know, you guys. On the one hand, I totally think he's selfish. I totally think that he's only thinking about himself. I absolutely think that he thinks that he's in charge of Nicole and I've already talked about this on previous shows she's a grown-ass woman it's her body she can do what she wants however this whole like manipulating and involving the family and having to defend yourself is a little bit beyond me like it's a little bit extra but we'll get there so Nicole is not super impressed that Pedro is going to meet up with Alejandro. She wants him to stay out of her business and out of her relationship and focus on his own problems because he's married 
with a crazy woman that has a crazy family and they have their own problems, which she's not wrong. <clears throat> um, and Pedro's also going to go to New York to deal with his his dad issues and meet up with uh, New Yorka, which is his cousin from his dad's side. And he got in touch with her because Nicole and her are friends on social media. And he's worried that Nicole's going to be upset because him and Nicole have not been on good terms ever since this whole Alejandro thing and his mom thing and her going to New York and leaving the mom during the pandemic, which I still think is weird because the mom's a grown-ass woman and she could go where she wants to go. And we find out that the mom even gave her blessings to go as long as Alejandro was paying for the tickets. So, like, what's the issue? And now that she's back, what's the issue? Seriously, you're a grown-ass woman. You raise your children. Hopefully, you raise your children right. So, like, at some point, Nicole's going to leave the house. And then this is a sad part. I'm still super sad for Pedro because I think he's really in he's dealing with a lot of pain and issues. Um, but he, him and Nicole, him and Nicole, him and uh, Chantel are driving to the airport and they're talking about his dad and he's saying how his dad was never a part of his life. And Nicole, Nicole, well, not part of her life either, but Chantel's like, well, wasn't he in and out of your life during the early years? And he's like, no, I saw him maybe like three times in my whole entire life and he didn't care about me. I don't know anything about him. But what we find out that daddy used to do is daddy used to come for booty calls for mama and mama would tell the kids to stay in the room. Now, here's the thing. And I talked about it a little bit last week and I'm going to talk about it again this week. I feel like Lydia's hiding something that we don't know. And I, I can't wait to hear her side of the story because I am of the opinion that even if you have a deadbeat parent, the other parent should not degrade and talk down on or keep away from the kids. And to me, if you're telling your kids to stay in a room when the dad's there and you know that dad doesn't come around a lot, then what does that say about you? Like maybe let the kids have like, you know, 10, 15 minutes talking to their dad and maybe the dad will become more comfortable or realize his responsibilities or whatever the case may be. But why are you also keeping the kids away from him? Unless there's a bigger story there, right? Where there's, you know, something like domestic violence or whatever, then I can understand that. But if you're coming around and having booty calls and hooking up with, I don't know. I'm just saying it's sad and Pedro's in pain about it. He never got to know his dad and now he's trying to figure out some answers and Lydia played a role in that. And I just want to know what the full story is. Like, where is the dad and why did the dad decide to totally abandon them and then take up a whole family? And then we find out that he didn't even ever mention his first family and Pedro's named after him. Like, that's all very, it's very hurtful. It's very hurtful. Um, Raydella says Lydia was the side chick. Ooh. Ooh. So he had another family first and was hooking up with Lydia. And then Lydia had some kids and he's like, I'm not leaving my wife. That's on you. I'm not trying to be, Oh, I could, you know what, Raydell, I, I feel you. I could see that being something sad, but something Cause you know, he could have kept it in his pants, but he didn't. Um, 
so Pedro has just a lot of pain about it and he's trying to get some answers and I I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. And then we have John Winter and they're having date night and she's talking about her family and how she always has to feel like she's constantly having to defend herself with the family. They've put their issues behind them. They've taken like a year apart where they grew individually and then they came back together and she's good with them. She loves him. He loves her. Um, Joss says that his, her family involvement in the relationship is toxic and it is a bit toxic you guys because you know they don't like him so they're trying to do everything to undermine him so i get where he's coming from however you know that that's her family so she comes with that family so you either deal with it or you don't deal with it and winter wants to develop uh healthier boundaries with her family good luck with that you know your mama you know karen is not karen makes her own boundaries this is Karen's world. We all just live in it. So good luck with that. Report back on how that works out for you. <laughs> um, but so they feel like they're in a good place in their relationship after, you know, the year apart when they were ambushed with him having a second baby. However, you guys, like, they've been together for seven years and he never told her, which is still super weird to me because when exactly were you going to tell her that you had a full-on other baby? Like when? Yeah, you didn't want to put too much on her plate, but at what point? I still, I, I'm still confused by that, you guys, because he then said he had joint custody, but you have joint custody, and their paths never crossed. Your bit, your kid's name never came out your mouth. Like it's weird to me. I feel like there's way more to that story too. That doesn't make sense. How you have joint custody and your woman of seven years have never met your kid, didn't know about your kid, didn't know your kid's name, yet you have joint custody. And I had a theory last week and I'm sticking to it. You know, perhaps side chick is winter. Could be. He has a whole baby mama thinking that she's still in a relationship with him. And that's why he never said anything. It's, it's quite possible. More to that story. And we're going to find out for sure. See, Stevie agrees with me. Stevie says he had to be with the baby mama at the same time as winter. So, you know, it's it's not a good look. However, so they feel like they're in a good place in their relationship for some reason. They've decided that they're going to have no more drama, no more secrets, no more lies. They're just going to be honest with each other. They're going to have trust in their relationship and they're going to have communication with the relationship. So we'll see. Because all of that and they feel like they've worked on the relationship for the past year that they've been apart, which you've been apart for a year. I see that you worked maybe on yourselves, but you guys didn't work in your relationship when you were apart, but we'll, we'll go with that. So because you think you're in a good place, Jaw is planning to propose. Now, you guys know me. You guys know, A, that I'm a journalist, so I'm going to, like, I'm going to Google the shit out of everything, and I'm going to find some things, and I have questions about everything. I have all the questions. So he got her this agot ring with diamonds first of all i never even heard him in a got so i had to google it because i was like what? what 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 okay so maybe this is one of the reasons i'm not married but i would like a regular diamond ring i'm not i'm not different i'm not boho i'm not i'm not like all i don't know 
just a regular diamond rig, please and thank you very much. But apparently, Winter likes different stuff and she doesn't like diamonds. What woman doesn't like diamonds? Okay. Uh, and so I need to know what this got ring is. Now, I'm not being an asshole. I'm just showing you what first came up. So the first thing that came up is that in general, agat values are quite modest. Their prices reflect mainly labor and artistry rather than the value of the material itself. Agats of large size or with particularly distinctive fine or landscape-like color patterns are at a premium. So that's the first thing that I found. And I was like, okay, I mean, I guess that makes it unique and it's all about the workmanship and all of that. But then I was like, well, what, like, tell me a little something about these rings, right? So the got, it's in a got, like, can I call it solitaire? It's a solitaire with, like, it's a big chunk of a got, and then there's like diamonds on the side of it. At least that's what Joss said. I didn't really get to inspect it because it was kind of like a, here's the ring, close the box type of thing. So then I saw most of the gods are cheap, a dollar to ten dollars, which obviously reminded me of Natalie and her three dollar uh, ring. And and you guys, I'm not being uh, materialistic. I know it's more about the sentiment. I know it's more about the love and the relationship and all the things. But I'm nosy, so. Most of the are cheap, dollar to ten dollars, but some can be very expensive. It says a hundred dollars to three thousand dollars, depending on their types, colors, and locations where they they were found. Tumble Agate is automatically more expensive than Raleigh got, and those with very vibrant colors, fine bands, or are found in one place only also cost more. So, I mean. I don't know. What do you make of that? Because I'm not the one that wrote this, but this like cheap that the person put in bold, either that was a woman or they were really trying to draw my attention to that because the cheap $1 to $10 is the only thing that's bold in this paragraph. And I'm not the one that wrote this paragraph. So I'm just saying I'm not the only one that had questions. So then I did a little bit more digging just because I thought I was being a little bit harsh. Um, and so Etsy had one that kind of, you know, this one kind of looks like the ring that Ja got engagement rise. So it's, it's the got in the middle with some diamonds on the side. And that one's almost like, you know, $1,700. So, you know, Maybe it's not, it's less of a hundred and more like a couple thousand. But y'all, seven years, you, again, this might be why I'm single, but you are not with me for seven years and buying me a hundred dollar ring. No, thank you. No, thank you. And I, I get it's about the sentiment. I get that I shouldn't be materialistic, but, um, when I get married, it's forever, and that $100 ring is not going to withstand being in the wash, doing dishes, taking a shower, and I'm not about to have any type of green band on my hand or the, the ring stone popping off, any of that stuff. I'm just saying. But that's just me. 
that's just me. I and and like I said, don't come for me. I get it. It's about the sentiment. It doesn't matter really how much you spend. It's a matter. It's a matter of your love and your commitment to each other and all of that stuff. I'm just saying, me personally. Okay. Okay. So he's planning to propose with this agat with diamonds. They're having date night. They're dancing. Um, he then says, you know, he's always found her attractive. He loves her mind, her body, her soul, and her braces. And he thinks that her braces are hot. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that gave me like a weird, like creepy vibe because now we're talking about braces again. And first this episode, I find out that braces are a status symbol in the Dominican Republic. But, and I'm not saying it's him. I'm just saying the first thing that came to my mind. When you think of braces, you think of young people. You think of adolescents. You think of growing up and having to have braces. I had to have like a retainer, the whole thing. But I was in elementary school. So when a grown-ass man says that he thinks that braces are hot, it just got like this weird like vibe. I think it's weird. What's hot about braces? And braces are usually on young girls or young people, I should say. It's weird. Isn't it? Or am I just reading too much into it? I don't know, but my vibe was like, ooh, that's weird. I don't like that you said you thought braces were hot. I just think it's weird. And so either you're trying to compliment River because she's had the braces on for a long time, but then the fact that you recognize that she changed the color out of her braces was weird to me too, because you're a grown ass man. It's weird. It's weird. It's a weird thing to say. I noticed that, like, you know what I mean? Like kids talk about like different colors, the pinks and the blues and the bands are green and la, la, la. And then a grown ass man notices that you change the colors of, of the braces and then the braces are eh, eh. I don't like it. It could mean nothing to me. It just gave me a, a, a weird, a weird vibe. Um, and then she talks about, so he is about to propose and then she says something that like slows his role a little bit. She's like, you know, I still think about what happened in the past and especially because her sister Chantel, um, is so critical and keeps bringing it up to her and is in her ear about all the things that Ja has not told her and the lies that he's, he said. And so she asked him, would you have told me about your other kid? And he's like, yeah, I was going to tell you before I proposed. And she was like, well, but you did propose before and you didn't tell me. And then he's like, I don't remember proposing. What? She's like, you even gave me a ring. So I know that I didn't make that up. He's like, yeah, I don't remember. You probably mistook what I said. Okay, date night over. Because what you're not about to do is gaslight me and tell me that you don't remember that in the whole seven years that we're together, you don't remember that in the beginning that you proposed to me and you gave me a ring. Either you were gaslighting me then or you're gaslighting me now or, you, or you're doing it both times. And for you to say that you don't remember, what does that say about our relationship? That you don't remember that you proposed. You don't remember that you proposed? And had a ring at that? You know how ridiculous that sounds? Date night over. I don't believe you. And guess what? 
you didn't work on yourself in this last year, and we're definitely not in a better place. So I think it's crazy. She's like, well, you know, I think maybe everything else that you've told me is a lie. She feels like she can't trust him. And she's like, and that's it. She didn't say anything else. She's like, and that's it. I agree with her. Your boyfriend of seven years doesn't remember he proposed to you. He doesn't remember. So that just makes me think, like we've been saying earlier on, that he probably had a full-on relationship with this baby mama, with the kid that he never told her about, and they were probably having troubles in the relationship. By them, I mean him and and Winter. She's probably catching on to something that he wasn't doing or was supposed to be doing and was still not doing. And so he thought that he would quickly, you know, gaslight her and say, hey, you know what, let's get married. But he probably didn't mean it. And that's why he doesn't remember. And that's why I think it's weird. Because you remember when you get proposed to and you remember when you do some proposing. And especially if there's a ring involved. Exactly. Red flags. Yep. Living Life says, yep, and winter was the side. Facts. So then um, we see that Pedro's in New York, and he spent the full day, 6 a.m. to 3 a.m. at the embassy trying to get his passport renewed. He's, like, saying that Dominicans are crazy and unorganized, but I'm assuming that he finally got his passport taken care of. And he wants to meet with Alejandro now because he blames Alejandro for the tension that's happening between Nicole and Lydia. And he just really wants Nicole to get away from him and, you know, doesn't like him. So then meanwhile, they pan to Alejandro and Alejandro is spraying his cologne because, you know, he's the cologne king, right? That's what he does. He sells cologne. He has a cologne and he's just really into it. So he's like spraying himself. I'm like, are you putting on cologne for your date with Pedro? Okay. They meet and they exchange pleasantries, but they're not really pleasant. You know, Alejandro says, oh, you're you're so much skinnier, like skin and bones. And then Pedro says, you you look like a troll. Um, But hey, good to see you. I died of laughter. Um, And Pedro just really can't stand him. Pedro thinks that Alejandro thinks he's a a pretty boy. He thinks he's all that. And he's not all that because he's lunch meat. Died of laughter there as well, you guys. I was like, lunch meat? That's a new, that's a new blow. You don't look like anything. You look like lunch meat. Uh, Alejandro let that, you know, roll off his back. And he was like, you know what? I got a gift for you. And Pedro didn't want to open it. He's like, well, I just want to have a conversation with you. You know, we can open it at the end. And I was like, how are you guys going to bring this present on? I want to know what's in the present. Is it cologne? Because I'm assuming it's a cologne because that's what Alejandro is about. But they never even showed us what the gift was. And I don't understand why Pedro was so anti-opening the gift. Like, why bring it up if you're not going to show us, the viewers, what the gift is? Because now I'm going to have questions. I have questions. What was in that? Probably his favorite cologne. And he wants Pedro to smell like him. Like, I don't, I don't know. 
but we'll never know because he didn't get to open up because they started fighting immediately. Pedro's mad that uh, he feels like Alejandro brought his sister to New York during the pandemic and it was a big mistake. And um, he wants to know why Alejandro put his sister in a dangerous situation. I was like, wait, what? First of all, the pandemic's worldwide. We were all in a dangerous situation. Nicole chose to go. And we find out from Alejandro that Nicole asked her mom. Her mom said it was okay as long as Pedro, as long as Alejandro paid for the ticket. So are you mad because no one could foresee that all the borders were closed or were going to close? It's a bit weird. Like, how is this Alejandro's fault? And you guys, I'm still stuck because Nicole's a grown-ass woman. She makes her own choices and she's in an adult relationship. She's allowed to go see her boyfriend. So who did wrong here? Why is Nicole wrong for visiting her boyfriend? And why is her boyfriend wrong for, for buying her a ticket to come visit him? They didn't know the borders. No one, none of us knew that the world was going to shut down. So for Lydia to be alone and you blaming Alejandro for Lydia being alone during the pandemic. Well, I said this last week and I'll say it this week. I didn't see you running back to the DR, Pedro, to stay with your mom during the pandemic. I'm just saying, don't throw stones when, you know, you ain't done any better, my friend. She was still alone. You could have head down there. You could have tried to get her to America to stay with you and Chantel. You didn't do any of that. But Nicole's in the wrong and Alejandro's in the wrong. Seems a little weird to me. Um... So drinks come, they do some cheers, and then they start calling each other BS to each other, which I just thought was hilarious. Pedro's mad. He's like, you took my sister away from my mom. And Alejandro's like, Nicole's a grown-ass woman. I don't care what you think. I don't care what your mom thinks. I only care about Nicole's happiness. Um, And then Pedro gets mad. He's like, well, you don't even care about her happiness. You're still married. And then Alejandro's like, stay in your lane. And he's like, you're all busy up in my business. You don't even know anything about me. You don't know anything about the marriage. Meanwhile, that's why your marriage is on the rocks. You need to focus on your own problems. And then they call each other bullshitters, then dumbass, then the F you and the F bombs start flying left, right, and center, back and forth with each other. Um. And then the part that I was waiting for all episode, you guys, was the fighting. So if you follow Pedro, you know Pedro is like totally into like MMA and Muay Thai. And he's been training like nonstop, right? And Alejandro, I don't know anything about him as far as like what he does to work out. I do know that he wears really tight clothes. So I was hoping to see like some some like tears or hear some rips or something. So... They start fighting, um, and the fight was, like, basic. And I was mad that they cut away from the actual fight. Like, you showed us the fight for two seconds, and I don't know, the producer, the videographer, like, pulled away. 
I was like, no, just just keep the cameras rolling. Let's see what really plays out. But it turns out that it looked like Alejandro was winning the fight, but then Pedro did his Muay Thai and was able to like, like overpower him and get him to the ground and tackle him. And then Alejandro's like, let me up, let me up, let me go, let me up. And so Pedro released him. It reminded me a little bit of um, <laughs> of Benny and I can't think of that dude's name, but Benny and Ariella's ex when Benny like just took him down and was like choking him out. That's what it reminded me of. It's hilarious to me. Um, so, you know, don't talk shit if you can't fight. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, if you're going to fight someone, you might want to know their background. That's all I'm saying. If someone does a little Muay Thai, someone does some MMA, you don't wear your tight ass jeans think and talk shit and think that you're going to fight them. And then say that you're all muscle and they're all skin and bones when skin and bones has you locked to the ground. Ah. <laughs> He said, release me. Where are we? Lou? <laughs> Hilarious. So they start verbally fighting again. And Alejandro says to camera that, you know, he doesn't like being like that. And Pedro took him out of character. And he doesn't like talking shit about people. He likes to respect people. And he expects people to respect him and all this stuff. And all in that same breath, you guys. He's watching Pedro walk away, but Pedro's talking shit as he walks away and is saying, like, you know, what did he say? Um, what did he say? He said something really stupid. He's He said something like, you're a bullshitter. Oh, and you eat the floor. Meaning, like, hey, I got you on the ground and you at the floor. And then Alejandro got in his feelings. He's like, what? What did you say? And then he comes running after Pedro, you guys. And then he did this fly kick <laughs> that I wish I could slow-mo. He did this fly kick in the air. And I don't even know if it landed, but it was beautiful to see. It cracked me all the way up. And then they start fighting again. And Alejandro's like, I'm pure muscle and you're a bag of bones. And I was like, hmm. I don't know if you're right about that, Alejandro, because it looks like Pedro could probably kick your ass. And it looks like Pedro's like holding back and not really engaging you. So there was more, you know, verbal diarrhea going on, more FUs left, right, and center, and then they part ways. And then Pedro, because Pedro's a shit disturber, Pedro decides he's going to call Nicole and say, your boyfriend's crazy. We got in a physical fight. And then he's like, uh, he called me and he said for me and our mom to go to hell. And he called us bitches. I was like, when did that happen? Because I watched the whole one hour and did they edit that part out? I want to see that part where he said, go to hell and y'all are bitches. Show me that part. But apparently that's what he said. Got in the physical fight and tells Nicole that your guy is no good. And then she's just looking at him. Now, here's the thing that was crazy, but not crazy because I get it. So Nicole 
is minding her own business. She's got her new boobies. So, you know, her boobies are going to be out. And I don't have a problem with that. I'm going to wear a dress with my boobies out all day because I don't. it's just boobs. I don't have a problem with that. What was kind of weird, and I get what you guys are saying in the live chat, is that her boobies were out while she was talking to her brother. And some people had a problem with that. But I was like, it's Nicole. She just got boobs. She just paid for them with her own money. So she's going to flaunt them wherever and however. That's who she is. And that's what she's about to do. She paid for it. So it is what it is. But I hear what you guys are saying. So she's hanging out in her bed with her new boobies. And Nicole's listening. But she's not really responding, which I thought was weird. Because normally Nicole likes to go off. But then she's like, I don't know what to tell you. Because I broke up with him like four or five hours ago. So I'm surprised that he even met with you because we're broken up. And they broke up because someone sent her a screenshot of him talking to another girl who lives in Texas. And they were flirting with each other. And then he invited her to, Nicole, to New York to visit him. And Nicole is not impressed with that. So she broke up with him. And... Pedro loved that. He's like, oh my God, he's got a girlfriend, a wife, and a lover. He's a cheater. I can't believe it. I love it. So he's happy that Nicole is no longer with Alejandro. Now, I don't know if he's happy that Nicole's not with Alejandro or if just Nicole's not with anyone. Because I do think that Pedro thinks that Nicole is responsible for their mom. And that Nicole needs to take care of the mom forever right and that means that she should be like a spinster forever because if you think about last week when they were house hunting and he's like well nicole and my mom are going to live in the basement i think he thinks that nicole should stay single and her job is to strictly take care of, of lydia and that's why he's trying to break up any dude that is trying to be with her because then all of a sudden that role changes you know what i'm saying um what are y'all saying in, in, in the live chat? You guys are talking about the fight. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, so that was the show, you guys. I want to make sure that I've shown you guys everything. Yes. Oh, this is the other thing I wanted to show you uh, before I end this episode. So Winter is making some fitness moves, and I just want to say bravo to her. Uh, you can tell by this photo that she's definitely lost a lot of weight. She's working on her health and wellness. And I just, two thumbs up. Good for her. I think that, you know, we've all been a little bit slack. Or maybe not all of us. I'll speak for myself. But a, a little, a lot slack in the last couple of years. And so nice to see, like, people are, are now starting to focus on their fitness again and, and being active and all of that stuff. Uh, so she looks amazing. Amazing. Guys, happy birthday to Crystal again. Thank you so much for watching. Wherever you are, if you can hit those thumbs up again, that'd be great. Uh, and I'll see you guys very soon for our next episode. Bye for now.